0: Okay. Yeah. So now, yeah. So
1: to- I think in your uh, handouts, you guys should have a a blank page on naked trading. So just kind of take notes on that. All right. So we'll go through uh, some things to think about uh, as it relates to naked trading. Um, we did run through um, you know concepts of that in the uh, I think the first class of the year on the, you know more on options. so we'll we'll dive a little bit deeper into naked trading okay um and earlier chris was talking about uh you know just kind of you know uh the concept of insurance right and so just to uh you know talk about that analogy when you when you look at puts they're they're seen as uh insurance and so in naked trading when we sell uh puts okay that's like you becoming the insurance company. And you're, what you're doing is you're looking for opportunities where you would sell insurance, okay? And so, you know, think about that. You, you start your own insurance company, uh, you are the underwriter, right? And you get to determine the contract size and the benefits, you know, that you would approve. And so you don't wanna uh, approve everyone, right? You're looking for great, uh, you know, situations or setups on the charts or scenarios where you would sell insurance, right? And it's kind of like, so I, I, you know, I've, I've shared with this uh, or with the number of people um, to think about, you know, it would be great to sell fire insurance to Eskimos, right? Or it would be great to sell fire insurance after everything has burned down, what we just talked about earlier. So what you're doing is over time, you're recognizing that situation on the chart, right? So that you can do that okay and they will and they'll become uh, obvious with uh, experience okay and um so uh this you know uh selling we'll talk about more on selling puts versus selling calls because selling puts is really trading uh to the upside okay you so you're looking for uh you know when when there's a movement uh to the upside when you want to capture it you can capture it by selling puts okay so you know think about it right before we would buy calls but here we would sell puts okay and <clears throat> when we trade we normally right uh, we see that there's more opportunities trading to the upside than to the downside um, and that's you know generally uh, that's how the market tends to move uh, more to the upside than to the downside and when it does move down it moves you know quick and fast and so there's not a lot of uh Um, opportunities there but you know once in a while you will get good opportunities to the downside Um, so you tend to see you know maybe about 20% of your trading are to the downside and 80% of it is to the upside okay so if we're talking about uh, uh, naked trading probably the same you know the the, the same applies um, you know 80% of the time we would be selling puts and maybe 20% of the time we would be selling calls and when you sell calls naked, that's like you're shorting the stock, but now you're just, you know, uh, selling the option instead of the stock. Okay. So you want to think of it that way. Um, and this, you know, this is this is another tool or, or, or an app that you are learning and you're building uh, so that you can run it on the operating system that you're trying to build. We're talking about installing the operating system of managing money through the stock market. Okay. And so this is another app. OK, and so if this app, if your operating system isn't installed yet, so this app may not make sense, but that's why you're taking notes today. And at some point uh, in your development, in your your growth, um, you will be able to do this. OK, um, so th- this is not something that I expect somebody, you know, completely new, uh, you know, just trying to trade this learning the stock market to to do. Um, the drawback of uh, naked options um, is that it does require a lot more capital and funds to be able to do the trade. So, just like you know, if you want to insure somebody, you better have enough money to, right, pay for the asset if they, you know, they they said, hey, uh, they want to file a claim with you, right? So, it does require more capital um, when you're just straight out buying uh, a put, right? You're just you're just putting out, you know, what what the put price is. Right. But here, if you're uh, selling puts, you, know, you need to have that, uh, you know, basically that strike price, not not the not the price of the put, but the the strike price that you're insuring it at. OK, um, so it does require uh, more more capital to do that. OK. And so at some point you will, uh, you know, have a, a healthy size account that, you know, you're able to do that uh, with. All right. Um, and you can practice, of course, you always want to practice uh, before you get there. <clears throat> and again, this is more uh, art than than the science. And, you know, somebody earlier was talking about, you know, when do I decide where I p- should apply the art, you know, in what account and all that. Um, you know, when when we talk about the art, it's not about you trying to experiment. You know, the art is developed over time through your experience. Um, and it's something that you just kind of, you know, uh, it comes to you naturally uh, over time. It's not something that you just decide, oh, I'm going to do an art trade here. No, the art the art of it is built over time and that will allow you to recognize the trade and be able to do it comfortably. If today you don't recognize it and you think, oh, it's an art trade, you know, and you're not comfortable doing it, but you're going to do it, that's that's not smart. Okay. So you want to, you want to, you, you know, uh, think about it that way. And, and not something that, oh, I choose to do an art trade here. No, the art trade, it just happens to be art, but you are comfortable with it because you built experience over time in, in, in executing it, okay? Um, when you start out, you start with the, uh, you know, kind of a smaller position, and then you can add into it uh, after, uh, and we're talking about, um, we're talking about uh, mostly selling puts again, right? So you can add to the position after you know, certain pullbacks. OK. And if, if you're selling calls, then, you know, after a bounce. OK. <clears throat> um, selling calls is definitely more risky. Right. And we talked about uh, uh, analyzing the risk. You, you know, I think that was class one when we talked about uh, options and understanding the risk. So when you sell calls, your 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 risk is definitely uh, it's it's like unlimited. Right. Because, you know, uh, you're, it's like shorting a stock, right? The stock could, you know, theoretically keep running uh, to the upside. Um, and it should be only done after you're successful at put selling when you're selling calls, okay? So when you start practice, uh, I would practice doing the put selling first, right? And then once you can, you know, do that successfully, then you can start, you know, uh, uh, doing the uh, selling naked calls, all right? <clears throat> um you want to do trades uh, on stocks that you don't mind owning, and so when you're, you know, selling puts or selling calls, you want to do it on quality stocks. Um, don't do it on stocks that just kind of whips around and you know can be very gappy and you know, especially uh, some of the biotech names and right. Um, so you want to avoid those, okay? Because um, this will what, what, like as you practice doing this, uh, especially on the on selling call side. Um, it'll help you get very good at printing money uh, by selling covered calls, right? And, and that'll help you in your uh, long-term holdings, okay? And, and so, you know, uh, if you can't do well uh, selling covered calls, you absolutely do not uh, even sell naked calls, okay? So you own your LTH, you've been practicing, Um, and you, you, you haven't figured out how to sell cover calls. Well, don't worry about the naked calls. Okay. You want to get to the point where you're comfortable that you could sell, you know, uh, cover calls and then you get, you, you start doing the naked calls. Okay. So cover calls has to come first. Um, when you, uh, when when you, you know, talking about the concept of printing, uh, and, you know, especially coming out of a down market, uh, you get stocks that bottomed out. We talked about uh, the, the no cost account in class when you buy something that has bottomed out and now it's ready to run for, you know, maybe the next, you know, six months, 10, 12 months, 18 months out. You're, you're thinking of a longer term uh, movement. Um, you could buy it and let it run and then sell uh, calls against it on certain times where it pulls back so that you can print money right so when it comes to printing um, you want to have the thought process of making sure that the printer that you are buying is a good printer okay which we are talking about the stock make sure it's a good stock that's why we talked about it's a stock that you don't Mm -hmm. mind owning Um, because it doesn't matter how fast like early on you might be you know the options premium looks very good when you sell right it will give you nice premiums on on those uh, options um, but you know, you get, uh, you get pulled in by that, you get sucked in by, you know, the nice premiums. And then you realize that it's a crappy stock that, that you're trying to print off of. And so that doesn't matter. Right. Um, if, if that printer breaks down on you, right. Or, or the stock breaks down on you. So make sure it's a quality stock. It's, it's something that, uh, you know, you wouldn't mind owning. Okay. Um, another, uh, thing to keep in mind is, as always do not overtrade. Uh, there will be moments where uh, or times right of the month or of the year uh that you know this certain you know group of stocks or stock uh can trade and and move pretty well and give you good opportunities to be selling you know either puts or calls on them um and you know it can be done on most weeks with uh different stocks uh but it shouldn't be done you know every single week okay you 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 you, you do the trade and you get excited about the uh, you know not having to do a whole lot and you know getting a pretty good return on it and then you get excited and you know it works pretty well for a month or two and then you have to recognize when you know that environment is no longer there and and so you just you you, you got to be patient and wait or or it, it may move to a different uh, a group of stocks in a different sector or something like that um because again we are looking for uh volatility okay we, we, we don't want to be doing on this uh, on stocks that are you know you're, you're basically your your deadbeat stocks um, your scrubs right so really we're looking at uh, star stocks and and, and subs that uh, tend to move well enough uh, for us to do that um, and you'll develop the art uh, over time um, you'll get better okay <clears throat> uh, so again naked options um, you know should be uh done on stocks that move well and again how you know it moves well is when you look at the option chain and you look at the uh you know the put prices or the call prices they tend to have uh you know pretty inflated premiums and you'll you know what is an inflated premium um y- you'll know that okay with experience but uh just to kind of give you uh you know what a normal environment if you look at you know an a typical stock and let's say on a weekly you know there most of them all have weekly uh, weekly um, options now um, but if you look at a week like one week out okay um you should be able to and, and you look at at the money so basically whatever the strike price that's closest to the current price you should see like a um, you know a time uh, a, a time value right uh, that gives you know at least uh, 3% or something like that. That's, that's pretty normal, right? In, in a slow time, it's, you know, it'll, it'll be like below 2%. Okay. Those are tend to be more scrubs. All right. <clears throat> so, um, in a, in a volatile environment, all right, that's best one for us to, uh, to be trading. And when I talk about volatile with this, it's not, it's not saying it's choppy. Okay. Volatile has good movements to the upside and to the downside choppy just kind of bounces around up and down, you know, um, and not really giving you much of a smooth, uh, movement for the trading. So we're not looking for choppiness. We're looking for good volatility. So, uh, this, when the stock moves well, it'll yield, uh, better premiums. Uh, so if we look at the, at the money again, uh, two to 3% on a weekly is pretty normal. And I, I would consider that as a sub right at the time, right. If you're, uh, uh seeing the option prices. And then when you get to five percent or better, uh, uh, you know I would consider that <clears throat> as a star stock. So, for example, a um, uh, a stock that is currently trading at hundred dollars. Okay, and then we look at a we look at the hundred dollar put uh, that expires next Friday. Okay, so you know we're in May here. We look at the stock that expire or the option that expires next Friday. Okay and it's the $100 strike price right which is roughly the stock price so at the money and then you see the option it's giving you about you know let's say it's about $5 right 5 by 520 or something like that okay is the bid ask so you when you see it's it's 5% or better then you know okay that's a pretty good decent premium especially in this environment because you know we're not at a time where uh things are are are, are moving uh well right so uh, you have to look at the, you know, the environment at the time as well. Okay. So And it's all relative. If all things are, uh, uh, you know, starting to move and the market is volatile, uh, you will see 5% is actually very normal. You, use a lot of times, depending on the sectors, uh, you know, oil, uh, when they, when they move well and tech, definitely always moves well. Um, they can give you 7, 8, even 10%. All right. Uh, with a week out. Okay. So, um. So again, below the two percent are scrubs, and I would stay away from those. Don't uh, I wouldn't even try to mess with it, and and, and try to you know uh, uh, do this type of strategy if you're if you're seeing a very low uh, volatility uh, time. All right, um, you want to always make sure uh, on earnings, and uh, you want to be aware of certain events that can cause inflated premiums. Sometimes people get excited. They see the options chain and go, "Wow, look at this! They're, they're given a lot of, you know, premium on the on the on the options um, because you're selling, right? You're that's what you're looking for: inflated premiums. You're not buying, and so you get excited about selling something that's very, you know, uh, high in price. So you want to be careful when you see uh, that type of large premium. Uh, just do a little research, and uh, you know, see is there any type of impending events like uh, you know um earnings or some type of an announcement that might be coming out okay uh that could you know basically decimate your your, your trade uh okay so you want to avoid that uh, at least you're aware um so you know so that you can make the intelligent decision okay um so keep that in mind and when 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 i see things you know are closer to uh that 10% uh, or more then you know that's definitely there's there's usually something there right so really dig into that. Um, And again this is not uh, math even though I'm giving you guys these percentages. Um, You you got to have experience uh, looking at all the charts all the time so at cat and that's where uh, our chart reading uh, experience over time with uh, doing prediction homework will allow us to kind of see where this stock is moving you know maybe three to five candles out. And so it'll help us be able to sell uh, maybe a week out, sometimes two weeks out or something like that in time. Uh, And again, when we sell, right, because we're selling um, and not buying, we want time decay to work for us. So when we sell, we don't sell out a lot, you know, sell far out in time. We sell maybe this, uh, you know, current week, next week, or maybe, you know, at most, you know, the current month, right, a few weeks out not something that uh, you want to, you know, uh, sell three months or five months out in time. OK, because as time decays, um, that's going to work to our benefit because we'll, we'll get to buy back at a lower price. OK. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: weekly options uh, is preferable, like I said, you know, but uh, it, it can be done on the monthly uh, options. Um, when we, uh, we, we we use the weekly um based on our you know analysis on the daily 233 and and possibly even uh 55 chart movements okay um and again this is like you know when the trade is is expected to last a few days all right um the monthly options is used uh based kind of on a monthly weekly chart setup okay so uh you know, the weekly takes a little bit more uh, work to manage manage, as compared to the monthly, of course. Right? It's a shorter uh, amount of uh, or a shorter expiration, and you're going to have to uh, uh, be buying back or, or letting the options expire. But most of the time, you're likely going to be buying back the uh, puts or calls that you're selling naked, okay, instead of letting it uh, expire worthless, all right? Um, a rule that you want to consider is uh, usually like when, let's say you sell a a, a put and um, there isn't much uh, value left in the put, right, or the call, let's say usually when it's about, you know, it starts to get under 1%, okay, so the example I used earlier is let's say we you we, we have a $100 stock and you sold next week's at the money for $5. OK, and then, you know, as the uh, in the coming days, uh, you're, you're not at expiration yet. Right. Because expires on Friday, let's say on a Wednesday or even a Tuesday, you look at the uh, chart and everything looks, you know, looks fine. But, you know, the uh, the, the the option price has like maybe less than a dollar left. OK, so that's, you know, on one hundred dollars, that's less than one percent left. So something you sold for five is now worth, let's say, 80 cents, 90 cents. You want to consider buying it back instead of saying, hey, let me just go out and, and squeeze out that last 70, 80 cents. Okay. Uh, that's typically not intelligent because um, the, the the reward is not that great anymore. And and you can assume a higher risk if, you know, in the next few days before expiration, there's something that can cause the stock, right, uh, to, to, you know, just maybe tank or something if, if you're buying a put or if you're selling the put, right? And so, you know, it doesn't make sense, right? You want to start. And and when you buy it back, what it what allows you to do is, okay, now that I bought it back, I closed out the position, there might be other opportunities uh, that I can, you know, leverage the funds uh, uh, to, to put on a new trade versus let me just, you know, chase what's left of that 70, 80 cents and there'll be some times that it makes sense let's say it's you know it's you know it's about to expire maybe another day or whatever and there's 70 80 cents left and there's very 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 little to no chance that uh, you know that, that the charts are going to you know uh, uh, tank or decline on you and you and there isn't any other opportunity for you to you know take advantage of as far as new trades then you can you may just let it expire worthless and and right but those are a little bit more uh, rare um let's talk about at the money in the money out the money uh right uh it it can be sold depending on uh your expected move um and your plan okay if you're capturing just time decay when the charts are whipping around in the tighter range and sometimes you're going to see that uh it doesn't have to be just in the summertime but uh they're more common in the summertime When it's kind of whipping around and you know things aren't uh, really moving one way or the other, right? But it it, but it moves enough where uh, there is good, uh, you know, it's a star stock still, and and there's good premiums on them. Um, You can sell at the money if that's what you're trying to do, um, as far as the charts telling you, okay? And um, so uh, again, at the money is when we we're trying to just capture time decay. Right when charts are kind of whipping around, um, and we sell out the money, right? Uh, that can be sold uh, on something that's more uh, volatile, uh, right? When when it's a, a it's a, a volatile stock or a volatile time, uh, we can sell something um, out the money. Um, and so you know, for example, let's use that one hundred dollar you know uh, stock scenario. Uh, so the put is, um, or, or, you know, the the stock is currently at a hundred dollars and let's say you're going to sell, uh, puts. Okay. And you're just trying to capture time value. Right. And, um, but it's at a, a a little bit more volatile time. Um, and you know, the charts are like, um, it's really not, uh, you know, going in, in any, uh, uh, major directions, but it, it bounces around. Right. Um, and you don't mind owning the stock. And let's say you sell the puts. So anything above one hundred dollars would be in the money. Anything below one hundred dollars on the puts right, strike would be out the money. So I may say, all right, I might sell the ninety five puts. OK so um if it bounces around and it gets down to around 95 or something like that right you're still you're you're you're, you're still not um in the money yet and you you know you, you the time decay that you capture might definitely offset that uh, that decline okay um so again you know out the money uh can be sold on a more volatile environment or volatile times in the stock market all right and then you use in the money uh when you want to capture a move in one direction. All right, so you know the stock is going up or down. If it's going up, I'm going to sell in the money puts. So, um, you know, for for example, uh the $100 stock looks like it's going to go from 100 to maybe 105, 108, something like that. Okay, I'm going to sell maybe a 110, right, strike price. Okay, put going to the upside. Right. And so you look for about a 70 delta. So again, um, you know, we, we 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 sell in the money about a 70 delta. So still there's still a little bit of time value. And so um, you guys have experienced this when you bought calls and puts on your trades, when you buy it and the stock doesn't move, you know, nothing moves and it really doesn't move against you. But it's just kind of going sideways. What happens after a few days is you, you you look at the option price and, it you know, it's got down, it's gone down. And that's because of the time decay, right? And so, in this situation, we do naked calls. That actually works for you, even when you, you know, you make the trade, and you thought it was going to go up, but it didn't move up, and it's just kind of hanging sideways. The next few days, as time decays, it works in your favor because you, you know, if you decide, ah, it's not moving, I'm gonna close out the trade. And you, when you buy it back, you actually buy it back for a lower price, right? Instead of having to sell it at a lower price, now you're buying it back at a lower price so it does work in your favor uh uh when when things aren't really moving all right but again if you're expecting a move and it doesn't move you you still got to exit the trade right you, you still following the rules to exit trades you can't say um oh i'm expecting a move and it doesn't move but i'm making money on the time decay no you you don't want to you know risk uh you know just trying to capture the time decay when the chart says oh it's it's Like it's going to reverse, or it's not moving now. It's it's probably going to reverse, right? You don't want to be stuck in that situation. So you 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 still trade according to your plan, okay? If your plan was to uh, capture time decay, and the charts are telling you it's doing that, then you could you know you'll stay in. But if your plan is to um, you know take the trade up, I mean the stock should be moving up, and the stock isn't moving up, and in fact it may be moving against you, then you 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 want to exit the trade, okay? It's not about uh, whether the option prices are going in your favor or not Um, so again uh, you want to keep that in mind uh, right uh, sometimes a stock might not be uh, volatile in general um, but is volatile at certain moments okay and vice versa Um, there's going to be stocks that are very volatile but certain times it's not uh, uh, as well okay so that's part of our uh, you know, uh, uh, homework or a part of our research, uh, or analysis of our workspace, uh, through the course of the year. You know, when we look at our watch lists, we, you know, start to identify the star subs and scrubs, and they're not stars in, you know, every single week, every single month, they're stars in this period, right? Uh, or most of the time they're stars. And then sometimes they're not, it's the ability to recognize when they're not performing as a star, then you don't, you know, uh, 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 trade it. Okay. So that's, that's more important than, you know, just, you know, labeling a stock as a star. And then it's, you know, thinking it's always a star. You have to recognize when it is performing as a star. Okay. Um, so again, what's important is that it's, it's, it's volatile at the time that you're trading it. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, option prices are, uh, often, uh, inflated on the first hour of the trading day right and and sometimes they can be at the uh last you know hour or last 30 minutes or so something like that um you know you kind of want to consider that as you know like our, our our thought process around super six right uh towards the end of the month beginning of the month uh, things tend to you know move well and so you see a lot of more you know movement prices jumping around in the early you know Amateur hour, and so they they tend to be, um, you know, a little bit more inflated on the option prices at that time. And then the premiums they can shrink disproportionately from Friday to Monday. It's not a linear type of you know movement uh, in the option uh, uh, time premium. So, for example, if I sold something on a Friday, and and you know, um, come Monday comes, oftentimes you'll see. All right, even if the stock didn't move, let's say it's just it's the same price, right? I sold that $100 uh 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 put, right? Uh on a Friday, and it was worth $5 on a Monday, it may go down to $4 or even more. It, it just depends, right? If 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 I'm selling it at a time of volatility and then on Monday, you know, it wasn't volatile, it didn't do a whole lot, it could shrink quite a bit ok but typically uh, from a Friday to a Monday uh, option price uh, option or time premiums tends to shrink quite a bit uh, from that because you got this you know impending uh, you know events and stuff that might happen over the weekend All right, so oftentimes it is good uh, uh, for selling on a Friday ok <clears throat> so keep that in mind and pay attention to that so that you can kinda understand how that works um, When you sell puts and calls, um, it's typically good uh, when you can identify uh, and on a chart that is uh, showing you signs of bottoming, right, or showing you signs of uh, a a topping on the charts, okay, Uh, after especially after a huge, you know, volatile move. Um, You know, think about tweezer formations that you kind of understand, right? Like usually when we look at tweezers, when a tweezer top happens, uh, what 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 happens? It's 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 rare that you know in the next three to five days or something like that that the stock will just you know continue to keep running, right? And if you can identify a good tweezer top, oftentimes it it it'll decline or at least it'll just kind of go sideways, right? It, it coming back inside the bands or something, just kind of bouncing around but not really exceeding that tweezer top. And so those are also good scenarios when you can identify them and go, Oh, you know, it, it put in a tweezer top at, you know, about a hundred dollars here. I might decide to sell a hundred dollar, you know, call, you know, conservatively there, uh, I could sell that. And, you know, because it, it was volatile going up there when I sold the, at the money call, you know, there's good premiums on it. And then over the next several days or, or, uh, you know, if, if we're talking about a daily chart over the next several, uh, three to five candles out and, um, right? Uh, The the, the stock starts to quiet down and digest the move. What happened is what the uh, option uh, time premium will get sucked out of it. And so what you sold is now, you know, worth a lot less in the coming three to five days that you could buy it back for. Okay. And so uh, observe on the charts for uh, tweezer tops, tweezer bottoms. And when you do see them and, you know, pull up an option chain and write down a few of those, uh, you know, uh, strike prices and see how um uh they change over the next uh, 3 to 5 days okay so again uh you know keep that in mind uh and then uh let's see here uh when you sell puts um on a neutral to rising charts uh that's that's actually preferable okay uh so if we, we when we're selling puts we you know we're, we're trying to capture a move either to the upside or you know if it was just kind of neutral and it's just kind of going sideways, not really doing a whole lot, you 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 could you know benefit off of the selling puts. Right. So part of our uh experience and and uh chart reading uh you know doing the prediction homework we could identify when the charts are telling us ah, it's neutral to rising now and uh that you know we could use that uh, knowledge, right, and be able to capture uh, uh, doing put sellings, okay, um, and again, it can be done on stocks that you don't mind holding for some duration, and, and then, at, you know, if, if the stock does get put to you, right, uh, meaning, you know, uh, it, it fell, or by the time it closes, uh, I mean, by the time the options expire, right, it, it's now in the money, or whatever you sold is still in the money, and you don't mind holding the stock then you can let the stock be put to you. Right. So, you know, it's like somebody filing a claim and now they're delivering, they're giving you your car or your home or, you know, you take it. Right. And so, uh, you take the ownership of the stock and now, you know, you don't mind because the charts, uh, are good and they're rising. So you could possibly hold the stock. And, uh, if it's time to sell calls against it, you could do that. Right. Um, so that works well on on stocks that you've um, identified uh, that have likely bottomed, and that they're no longer going down and it's rising. Okay, and sometimes you know the stock could uh, could could no longer indicate that. Right? You at first you thought okay it's bottoming, but now it's showing you, hey, it's it's no longer good in right that that maybe the bottom hasn't been put in yet, um, or now you know the 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 run up is done. Right. You, you got to be able to see that and get out and no lo- you know, not just, oh, it's bottom. It's going to run for years. Right. It may bottom out depending on the time frame that you are uh, looking at. So, you know, maybe it bottomed out on the weekly and it's ready to run for maybe the next, you know, five, eight weeks or something like that. And y- you might be able to do, uh, you know, uh, uh, put sellings on that. But at some point when, you know, that is over, you have to recognize, OK, that's over. And so don't continue to try to, you know, uh uh keep trading what's not there. Okay. Um, uh, stock again, uh you know, just to reiterate, right? When stocks bottom or top, when we say it's bottom or top, it's on a certain time frame. Okay, they won't keep rising or dropping indefinitely. You you gotta know the time frame, okay? Uh, whether they're days, weeks, months, okay, could be hours or minutes on, on the entry days. Uh, for intraday traders, okay, and it's always uh, an art in, in, in seeing this, um, you know, I think I've given you some examples of uh, stocks historically that have bottomed, and you can go in and and look at those uh, symbols, uh, one, uh, you know, we mentioned before uh, on, on United Steel and, uh, you know, Mosaic MOS, right, uh, symbol for United Steel is X, um, and uh, Signet Jewelers did that, you know, a number of years ago. Right. Uh, and then we got, you know, we got Boeing that currently, you know, um, in, in, in the last year or so here uh, have, have shown us a bottom as well. OK. Um, other thing to keep in mind is uh, do not be biased uh, to your initial evaluation or prediction. Right. You always analyze the stock with the new information in the market with new information um at at the current state okay so whatever we thought it was going to do a week or so ago or you know a month ago or whatever you know and today it's showing us something different we have to change it we have to you know what's more important what is it currently doing not what what did it what, what did it tell me it was going to do last month right we have to be able to uh, uh be flexible and change um, so again be flexible um, in your expectation as, as as you know we always uh, tell you okay and then again definitely you want to be rigid in following your rules um if the uh, stock is no longer doing what you thought it would do okay you got to move on uh there's so many trades available um, you don't want to get stuck in any one stock right with hopium all right and just like Chris, uh, you know, talked about earlier, do you have a favorite stock? And you shouldn't. Okay, you shouldn't have any favorite stock. The favorite, the the, the stock that is going to um, give you the 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 best trade is the favorite one at that moment. And then it, you know, when it's done, it's no longer a favorite stock. Okay. Um, so do not get married to a stock. You know, at some point, it may no longer be uh, suitable for naked options. Okay, and so uh, when when it's no longer doing what it's 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 been doing for you, um, get out, or or don't don't keep trying to force uh, either trades in that sector or that stock. Okay, um, that's about what I got for uh, for for naked trading. Any questions on uh, any of the points that we went through? Or any of the info I provided
0: to you. Hey, Chris. Yes. Um, so I've been I've been studying the selling puts and calls for a bit now, mm-hmm. and I'm still a little bit um, hung up on calculating risk reward or reward okay. risk. Um, say say we have that hundred dollar stock example, mm-hmm. our price, and um, we say, okay, this looks like a good candidate for selling at the money. Um, and we give it about a, a week out in time um given the fact that it's that short amount of time if the price goes against us um you know say it goes from five dollars to something like seven um like it's it's a pretty big change the next day mm-hmm. um, like that to me it seems like that loss or that like, like basically, basically you you could only max out $5 from that trade whereas mm-hmm. the loss whereas the loss of $2 seems like it's rather big compared to the amount that you can actually gain from that trade
1: well if you're talking about a a a reward of 5 and a risk of 2 then you know if you're looking at the risk reward ratio that's still acceptable right
0: yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> so it, it, it depends on your, you know, when you read the charts and you're saying, all right, what is, what am I trying to do? If, if I'm thinking this stock is going from, you know, uh, uh, 100 to 110, right? Uh, and, a lot of know, I are... sell not just to capture time, but I'm, I'm selling to capture that move. Then I may sell maybe 115 uh, put or something Welcome like back, friends. that, right? To, so I can capture most of, of that can... move. Right. So again, look at you, you want to look at a 70 Delta and then it might take, you know, maybe three or four or five days or something like that for it to kind of move, um, maybe the initial few days you could see, oh, you know, it's, it's the stock hasn't moved a whole lot, but you're, you're, it's, it's still in your favor. Right. Um, and so oftentimes you, you know, that again, there's always disadvantage and advantages of doing certain strategies. Right. So when you do, uh, you know, uh, naked trading, you are, you know, capping your, uh, your, your reward. Okay. Whereas, uh, when you buy, uh, you know, kind of puts or calls, you know, that, that can kind of run quite a bit, right. Especially if something gaps, you know, and runs in your direction and you don't control that. Right. Um, but you know, you have to, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, there's an advantage and disadvantage to uh to each way of of, of trading right and then we just got to recognize it and it makes sense then we could execute it there okay um, exactly but but yeah so if you think oh you know uh in this scenario uh would make more sense for me to buy a call then go ahead and buy a call instead of selling puts right like you know for the um especially for like around the fall and winter time right if if You know you think okay the charts are bottoming out uh you know the weekly setting up well and you know we're getting into this fall movement the market's setting up and there could be months of you know run up to the upside right where it's like there's not a lot of pullback right so uh then then that might make sense to you know buy calls five months out in time or so right and and you could buy it maybe out of the money right so the initial move you're not going to make a whole lot but in the longer you know, uh, uh, run up, um, you will see a, a, a much, uh, more, um, lucrative, right. Uh, ROI. Okay. So it just depends on the time and, and how you're reading the charts at the time. Okay? Right. Um, the information I'm sharing, you know, is, you know, for those, uh, in your development, as you get, you know, become, uh, comfortable and, and being able to see the charts and read the charts. And there will be moments where, okay now the uh, put selling or the call selling makes sense, you'll identify, you'll be able to identify that. And at least I'm giving you the instructions of what to think about and what to do as you're, you know, uh, uh, learning that. But it's definitely not something that I would say, hey, go, everyone go and do this today, you know, Uh, get good at the, you know, kind of the foundational um, uh, moves that we're talking about, you know, trading to the upside, trading to the downside. Right. Um, And being able to identify a triple cross and all that it just all depends on your your uh, current level. Comprendo. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Cool. You're welcome, sir. All right. Um.